You know I said I was going to do it, and it's that time. The time where I'm going to open up a very honest conversation with Democrats in this country. And it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be on the same wavelength as my Dear Republicans podcast. And I want to say this again. I defended some of the positions that the Democrats have, but I didn't defend all of them. And I suspect that the same thing is going to happen in this episode. Because what's most important to take from this is not that I'm attacking you, but that you embody the very fabric of this country and you have a civic obligation to do right by others, not just certain groups of people that fit within a criteria that you have deemed appropriate. So we're going to have those conversations. And I hope my expectations is that at the end of this podcast, that both Republicans and Democrats from both my segments take away the fact that they're both glaringly flawed and there's nothing that they can do about it. The best thing they can do is have a conversation and try to fix what they have been a part of, which is a broken system. Here we go, guys. You got the world by the balls, don't you? You think you have it all figured out. Somehow, your utopian society involves everybody riding or driving on a train, right? Your dream is that everybody has inclusivity, that people can walk down the street without fear of prosecution and retribution from the police, that black, white, Asian, Trans, gay, straight can all walk down the sidewalk together in harmony as if they don't even exist. That is your utopian society, which you will not allow to exist. Even if we got to that point in the American experience, would you allow for that to be it? You've already progressed the agenda so far into marginalization and the utter chaos of Marxism that you're refusing to settle with the win. Not only is the win not good enough, you now have to vilify anybody that thinks differently than you. And there's the rub. I did a podcast the other day about Republicans and how I feel like they really do pander to social issues that they really have no qualifications talking about and they don't keep their eyes on the thing they're good at and that is fiscal policy, foreign policy, and taxes. I mean that has been the staple of the Republican experience and for Democrats It's about social norms, progressive, woke ideology. It's about inclusivity, green energy. It's about globalization and the construct of a larger Europe. But both factions are so incredibly flawed that they're not able to actually sit down and have 
a real conversation about what the right thing is for this country. That a centrist philosophy should always be indoctrinated with democracies and that the polarization of this country cannot be steaded on two parties. And that we omit the fact that both factions of this country have good and bad policy. And that they are basically polarizing one another to get votes. A lot of the times I post stuff that Tulsi Gabbard has to say because Tulsi Gabbard is a Democrat I can get behind. Because she's not a traditional Democrat. She is elected to take the good policies of the Democrat Party and the good policies from the Republican Party and mutate into this Democrat that is very reasonable. And yet somehow nobody on the left and nobody on the right wants to sit and figure out how they want to be Tulsi Gabbard. Why? Because Tulsi can't be bought. It's the reason why she's not a congresswoman anymore. We want to sit here and point fingers at why the Democrat Party has turned into this alien that doesn't exist on any continent in the world, doesn't even exist in Europe, in the most progressive of cities on the continent of Europe. What has happened in this country is the melting pot of just individuality. You have Hispanics, you have Asians, you have blacks, you have gays, you have trans, you have lesbians, you have military veterans, you have pro-right-wing nutcases. You've got moderate centrists who want to go to work, collect a paycheck, and, and save a little bit for retirement. And then you have the poor. And in this society... There are a lot of inequities, and they're all different. Blacks have their own inequities. Asians have their own inequities. Whites, surprisingly, have their own inequities. But the one concrete inequity across all landscapes, Democrats, is that we are allowing big corporations like Microsoft, like Google, like Apple, to grow at such a rate that we cannot even put them in check by breaking them into smaller organizations. We've done it in the past, but we're so terrified to do it. And why is that? Because just like the Republican Party, your Democrat Party is bought and paid for by those donors. So don't sit here and get on your high horse talking about retribution and reparations and respect as if it is the three R's of your pillar of your entire faction. It is not. Because if it were, Joe Biden would have forgave all your student loans. He would have forced an America first ideology to get you a job. And he would have pandered to the 18 to 24-year-olds and their retired grandmas. He would have. But he hasn't. 
And the reason why is because in order to further the needle into socialism and big government, you have to allow those big companies to look a lot like Russia, the big oligarchs that run the country from behind the curtain. It's easy to act like you're better because you're for equity and inclusiveness. You want to have meetings and you want to talk about equality and equity for all people to start from the same point. But let me make this very fundamentally clear. We are all born equal in America when we come out of our mom. We are all equal. And when we die, we die light years apart from one another. See, who you are today isn't who you are going to be tomorrow or who you're going to be next year, fellow Democrats. You have to understand that your policies, your positions, your understanding of what the truth is, is going to change depending on how well you want to be open and receptive to counter arguments that make sense. You can't sit here and say anymore that Republicans aren't smart, that they're uneducated. I mean, there's tons of poor, uneducated Republicans in this country. I live 35 minutes from the border of West Virginia. Believe me when I tell you that there is a mutant of a Republican Party in West Virginia. Average medium income is $35,000 a year. That's household income, by the way. And they keep repeatedly voting for Republican, thinking that somehow things are going to change. But it wouldn't change if they voted for Democrats either. But because they're so polarizingly far right, the Democrats won't come in to help them. If you're all about inclusiveness, why aren't you going into those areas and trying to cast a vote? Try to change and sway the minds of those people. Is it because you don't feel like you can? Because your positions are so starkly different than that of the consensus of rural America? Because that's not going to work to marginalize factions within your counterparts. You can't do that. Because you sit there and get upset when Republicans do it. The hypocrisy is we will only feed those who vote for us. We're not going to feed anybody else. And for Republicans, you want to point out their, 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 their issues, whether it's with pro-life, with abortions, with social programs like food stamps, with Medicaid, and dare I say, Social Security. The problem that I have with the Democrat Party and will continue to have with the Democrat Party is just the victim, the self-victimization, the need to be a victim. With the rights that you have, the, 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 the concrete facts that you have, you have a horrible philosophy on how to deliver that and make it palatable for moderates. See, over the years, I've tried to hold both parties 
under the same lens because, I mean, I'm a, I'm a veteran and I went to Iraq and I've talked about it in other podcasts and 20 years later, I have a tremendous amount of regret having went there. I would have loved to go to war for a reason, but I didn't want to go to Iraq just because. It's no different than Vietnam. I would argue it's worse than Vietnam. Because 50 years removed from Vietnam, what we know is that Vietnam's not a communist country anymore. Iraq is forever going to be Iraq, no matter what we do. Yet Hillary Rodden Clinton, your lady, voted for it. She voted for Afghanistan too, because she's a war hawk. The Democrats have a lot of those. You can't keep trying to make the rest of the country California. Not everybody is okay with that. And we're seeing how that works in Los Angeles County. Skid Row and the homeless population around the country is really bad, but California takes the cake because of its very inviting temperatures and its very open policy on homelessness. There are millions of homeless in Los Angeles County that just pitch up a tent. And the cost of living is so astronomically high. I have friends that live in California who make more than me and are broke. Because the taxes they have to pay are so extravagant to pay for the roads and for the programs. And how many people in California aren't actually paying taxes on income? How many people are living in California and don't pay taxes at all because they're not documented in the system? God forbid, I say, alien to America. When I hear Democrats defend just open migration in this country, I, I think of an invasion of unchecked balances. When Europe migrated to the United States, they went to Ellis Island and other ports. Again, listeners, you are witnessing why Anchor has problems with their application because if you're getting a phone call and immediately kills your podcast like immediately and i'm not trying to trash anger by any stretch of the imagination you don't bite the hand that feeds but i will say this um when this is on you should have the opportunity to kill a phone call before it just completely blacks out your podcast so there's that um So I finished off with Ellis Island and how our immigrants from Europe and other countries um, used it as a form of registering yourself into America. It was perfect and imperfect at the same time, but yet you had a book with names on it and the parties and the people that were with you and where you came from and all that stuff. And then you live the American dream, the conquest of just making it out west and trying to make something your own. But what's happening now with 
the mass migrations that we're seeing is that these people are coming in to the country and one they're not they're not paying the same kind of taxes we are and i know that again liberals love to say that hispanics and illegal and undocumented workers are actually paying more in taxes because they don't have access to the same programs that a citizen does well that's completely false because even if it's not fully on the federal government at that point, the state of California gives free health care to undocumented citizens. And they have other programs for undocumented citizens that negates that offset. So you look at that from that perspective. Like there's no catalog of how much you made and how much you paid into the system. So there, there's, there's that caveat. The other piece is you're allowing a broad brush of people to come in. And I'm all for bringing in educated people. I'm all for bringing in hard labor, those kinds of things, people who are willing to go out into the fields and do hard labor that clearly I won't do or can't do for that matter. And it's kind of in that that prism that you hear Donald Trump saying that, they're they're sending criminals over here. And they're not far from, he's not far from wrong, but his terminology came off a little prejudice. <clears throat> and if you are a Hispanic or you're a far left-leaning person, again, you're not willing to have this rational conversation because you're immediately labeling that person a racist. You're immediately labeling them the villain and the arbiter of suppression that they're unable to to fix something that you want fixed because you want to label them something and it immediately shuts them off and they don't want to be a part of it so now they become a part of a faction of the country that is willing to burn it all down because you're not willing to listen and the same rule applies for abortion you know You've got people on the far right that are willing to get rid of contraceptives and plan B pills and all this other bullshit that makes no sense to me whatsoever. But because you were so brazen about getting third trimester abortions in Manhattan, and there are other examples throughout the entire country of women going into Planned Parenthoods and having second and late second trimester abortions and then Planned Parenthood taking those fetuses and and selling them to pharmaceutical companies and other research companies. Like, by grossly not breaking the law but using the law on to, to do nefarious things, you've opened up a catalog of conversation that's no longer in the middle. It's like, well, holy shit. Planned Parenthood is selling the body parts of babies to companies for research. And then the goddamn CEO of the company is buying a sports car. You can't make this shit up. And when you talk about, again, to my all my black listeners, if there are any, 
and I'm not trying to be rude, but like very few people want to listen to a centrist perspective anymore. The majority of abortions are coming from people of color. It's almost 60% are black or Hispanic. Black and Hispanics currently in this country make up and comprise, I think it's like 13% black, 17% Hispanic. So it's like, that's a, that's a crazy proportion. It's almost as bad as the prison system. And I'm not going to sit here and split hairs and talk about the culture. I don't know it. I'm not qualified and I don't want to even touch it. But why is it that you want to talk about systematic oppression, systemic racism? Why are there Planned Parenthoods in the worst neighborhoods in this country? And why are those poor areas traditionally darker communities? It's it's a real problem. Again, the, the 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 middle answer to me is I personally do not believe in abortion. I do believe in contraception, contracept contraceptives, and I support a woman's right to choose within a small window of like six weeks. Well, fair, not every not every woman knows. Uh, yeah. I mean, y- you knew you had sex. And at that point, you should be taking the Plan B pill. You should be going to a doctor. You should be doing your due diligence to ensure that you have not received a positive pregnancy. Does that check? You can't can't sit here and just completely disqualify yourself from responsibility because your body doesn't tell you you're pregnant, <clears throat> whether that's nausea or missing a period. Like you, you've got to take some responsibility. You had unprotected sex. And you have a window here. After that, it, it it's kind of you're you're kind of opening yourself up for for issues. And and I get <clears throat> the passion for wanting to protect children. I do. It's a very primal instinct. And a woman's right to choose needs to be handled delicately. You can't, as a man, possibly understand what it's like. To harbor a child inside your body and know that that living person inside you is going to be completely and utterly self-reliant on you for a good chunk of your life. Straight up. But again, you guys don't want to talk about this shit. You don't want to talk about real overhauls in immigration. You don't want to talk about real overhauls in abortion and pro-choice and how you get to a middle ground. You don't want to do that. Good faction of you want to burn it all down just like the Republicans do. And calling people stupid, and I'll wrap it up with this. Democrats love the fact that they're deemed, quote, educated. They're scholarly that they somehow fucking know something that nobody else does. You know, I work with really, really smart people. I pride myself in that. And when I work for the government, I worked with really smart people. Like bright, well-detailed, seasoned professionals. 
I've handled tragedy and chaos with some of the brightest people in the world. And you know what they were smart enough to know? Identifying with a political movement or a party is what makes you uneducated. If you are brazenly Democrat or brazenly Republican or brazenly fascist or brazenly socialist and you want to tell the whole world about it and you're not willing to listen to a conversation, that doesn't make you smart. doesn't make you receptive. That makes you an ignorant juggernaut of a problem. Because part of being educated means that you're receptive. And part of being receptive, it's a trait that not everybody has, frankly. And everybody can be taught it, but usually in order to be taught it, you have to be humbled. In a significant way. In a way that says, I'm not who I thought I was, or this isn't what I thought it was. Pointing out that Republicans aren't educated because they live in rural America, and just like you talk about systemic poverty, it's really hard to get out of small towns. It's really hard to not make a mistake with the wrong person in these areas. It's really hard to want to leave your family. It's really hard to struggle every single day and there only being a handful of good jobs in your zip code. And are you fortunate enough to get at the front of the line to land one of those gigs? There are tons of people around this country where the best job is working for the sanitation company, making $19 an hour. You feel me? And the trade-off is I get to spend time with my family. But to call them uneducated. To call them stupid. Is some bullshit. And for the Hollywood narcissists. and That don't identify with a single goddamn person. In this country. There isn't a single person. Not even Matthew McConaughey. That just makes me want to go. Yeah, that's my guy. None of these people know what it likes to live in a suck. Not recently, at least. Tell me about your sad sob story about when you were a kid and your mom had to work two jobs and she was a waitress at night. Tell me about it. I don't give a shit. It doesn't mean you're qualified in the now when there's different shit going on. You might have the media. You might have Hollywood, you might have Europe, you might have a handful of other things, but outside of this country, folks, the majority of this world is fairly conservative. And you're going to have to accept that. And if you think you're trailblazers because you have a progressive ideology, you're wrong. You're wrong. We're seeing it in Ukraine unfolding right before our very eyes. Don't see the liberals really attacking Biden for, for Ukraine, not the way that they would have, they, they did with Bush with Iraq. Don't see that at all. I don't see it at all. That you have a war hawk 
oddly, fairly conservative Democrat in office right now doing some dangerous shit and playing some war games with Russia and China. Don't see you calling that out. But you'd be more than welcome to stand on your blue box and just talk and spew bullshit that doesn't fix anything about the Republicans when we already know the Republicans are flawed. Are you willing to call out your own party assholes? Are you ready for that? Because the risk of you doing that might cost you an election every now and then, but it's still the right thing to do. You feel me? It's the right thing to do to call out a really bad president and not just subscribe to your stupid party. Tell us to Republicans all the time. I know too many dumb people that are Democrats. I know too many dumb people that are Republicans because they're not receptive. Be willing to receive information. Have a conversation and learn something. Is there such thing as white privilege? No, there isn't. But there is such thing as being white in America and having, in some instances, a faster means of addressing the 60-pound elephant in the room, and that is that black people traditionally live in poverty. And there are lots of white people that live in poverty. But per capita, there are more black people that come out of poverty than the white people. <clears throat> it's disproportionate in that regard. That doesn't mean it's white privilege. It means that the Jim Crow era laws in this country certainly impacted the black experience in America. And it means that they have some catching up to do. Does that mean that people in California need to be giving out reparations to people who are black? No. We, have a, we had affirmative action that worked for a while, but that caused problems because Asian people were getting disqualified from going to schools like Harvard and Stanford. You want to have a real conversation, like the hard nail-biting conversations. It requires a tremendous amount of openness and humanity and empathy to get you to that place where you can actually have that conversation. Because right now, it is Trump's going to prison and then the people on the other side of it going, um, my guy didn't do anything wrong. And both answers are incredibly wrong and dangerous. And it's the very reason why we've lost our power five status. I'm calling it a power five status. We've lost our ability to broker deals with countries right now because we're so divisive in this country. Gridlock in this country is good sometimes. And it was good during Obama. It's not good right now with Biden. Like you need some real formidable change in this country because if we don't, at this rate, your children or yourself may end up getting drafted. And guess what? They're not going to draft me, bro. I'm not getting drafted. And they're not going to take my kids. I will put them in the middle of the wetlands in Louisiana before it happens. It's not happening. My kids are not going to war for Biden. They're not going to war over Taiwan. They're not going to war over Ukraine. It's just not going to happen because those countries 
are not a part of my day-to-day life. This country is incredibly irresponsible for putting all of that capital into Taiwan and thinking, oh, all of our cars and fridges and computers and all of our technology that requires these microchips are all built in a country that is literally a stone's throw from China. Like, what did you expect to happen? And defending democracy is one thing. But there does come a point when it doesn't make sense anymore. And just adding countries to NATO isn't going to fix it either. Quit living in the suck, okay? Democrats, listen... I almost never have anything 100% to support you on. I think that this have your cake and eat it too mentality is incredibly dangerous. But at the same time, I don't care enough about the social issues to make a big fuss about them. Like if, for instance, a transgender person walked into Walmart, I'm not looking at that person going, wow, that's a trans person. But if they passed a law that said trans people can't be trans people, I would probably say, is that unconstitutional? The answer is absolutely 100% yes. I would defend that. But at the same time, I'm not going to war over it. You feel me? I'm not. I'm not going to war over these issues one way or the other. Because what matters to me is that we can maintain our sovereignty and maintain the American dream. And Democrats, listen to me. Last thing, I promise. Owning a home in this country is the most important fundamental to the American dream. And I understand that interest rates are high, but they've only been high for about 15 months. You you hear me? So to say that the American dream no longer exists for, for, for younger people is completely unfair. Because... It wasn't easy for me when I got my house when I was 23. It took a tremendous amount of effort, blood and sweat equity to buy that home. I had to take out an FHA loan. I had to pay a tremendous amount in fees. The government made money off me. Don't give a shit. You got to get creative and find a way to get your foot in the door. I don't want to hear excuses. You only got one life. Quit blaming other people or other situations. Because if you do that, you're going to find yourself very quickly working at a Starbucks as a barista and blaming everybody else for your problems. So, hope everybody enjoyed this podcast. Sorry for the interruption. Hope you have a lovely rest of the week. Everybody love everybody.